podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Talk Smart with Pew and McCart. I'm Andrew McCart. That's young Joe Pew with the shades on. Is this how we're doing it, Joe? It yeah. is. The sun's out. We're ready. It's a lovely Sunday, early afternoon. Ready to go out tonight. But how have you been, Andrew? Good. It's my wife's uh, birthday. I won't say how old she is, but it's her birthday today. So uh, we've got the in-laws. I've got my in-laws come around today for some pizza and cake and, and stuff like that. We've got the paddling pool. Believe it or not, it's 24 degrees in Scotland today. So wow, that, that's some sort of record for Scotland. Isn't it, it must be a it must be a record. <laughs> it must be because I don't I can't remember being this sort of how tanned I am. If you're listening on Spotify and Apple, then you won't see how tanned I am. But if you're watching on YouTube and all the others, then you can see that I'm uh, got a nice glow about me. Uh yeah, Joe, no fights this weekend, which is uh it's quite a dull, dull for me and you. I mean, it's nice to be home for a change, I suppose, and not be on our travels to enjoy some family time and go out with your friends and whatnot. But since the last time I spoke to you, there has been two big stories that have come out. Uh, yeah. One of them being the fight that we've all wanted to see for the best part of three, four years, maybe even longer, and that's Errol Spence Jr. against Terence Crawford. And then, obviously, the other one is the big heavyweight showdown that we want to see, and it looks like a 25% closer to being made with Skill Challenge Entertainment out in Saudi Arabia signing uh, Alexander Usyk. Uh, Joe, I'll open up to you. Where do you want to start? Well, we'll start off with the fight that we know is 100% happening, and that's Terence Crawford versus Spence Jr. It's one we've all wanted for so, so long, kind of. They've both ruled that 147-pound division for so long. They've been the undisputed best, mm -hmm. and finally we get to see them do it probably in their prime. I know some people say maybe just past it, but they're there or thereabouts. You can still mm -hmm. say that they're pushing that pinnacle of their career. I know Errol Spence has had the car crash. He's come back from that, and he's put in a couple of really good performances. Terence Crawford, he just delivers, doesn't he? He yeah. just absolutely delivers every time he fights. So, thankfully, it's on. We're going to see it end of July, and we just can find out for once and for all, all who is number one? And I think that's that's what I like. I like since, well, I don't know who kick, kick started it, but since probably the Josh Taylor Ramirez fight with Undisputed and Usyk becoming Undisputed up at Cruiserweight, we've seen Canelo do it, we've seen Anui do it, we've seen Devin Haney do it. So there's a lot of emphasis Charlo. on this. Uh, pardon, Charlo. Yes, yes, Charlo. Well done. Yeah, uh, we've seen all them do it. And I think that's great to see who the top dog is in the number one fight. I mean, four world champions in the in one weight classes. I mean, I say to say it's probably ridiculous to have four champions in one division. We should really know who the number one guy is, the top dog in that division. And a lot of emphasis being made now in that undisputed. Uh, both like the Spence and Crawford fight, I man, it's a fight that I've been waiting for, what did I say, three, four years in the making. And what I like about it, right, isn't the fact that it's a great fight in itself, is that just the Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia fight as well, it was the fighters that got picked up the phone, phoned each other, and basically said, let's get this made. How, 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 do we, how do we get this done? How do we get this over the line? So it was the two fighters actually picking up the phone and phoning each other to get this fight made. El Spence and Crawford did it. Tank Davis, Garcia did it. So I don't know if we can get a Zoom call with Tyson Fury, Joshua, Usyk and Wilder, get them on a Zoom call and get this fight made, them fights made. But yeah, like you say, a lot of emphasis has been made on this on dispute to see who the number one dog is in the division. And I like it. I like it. I mean... 
Spence Jr., I think what he's been out the ring for best part of 16 months when he gets in the ring with uh, with with Crawford. They've both got a high knockout ratio as well. Can I see one of them getting knocked out? Probably not. I can see this going to a decision. Um and it's going to be a, a great, great fight. I think it it might be cagey to begin with because it's it, there's high stakes in this one. It's they've talked a good game. Uh but I think it will catch fire. I think it will catch fire and it'll be an entertainment fight and probably echo what Spence said that it's probably the best welterweight fight in the last 10 years, which if you want to say that with Pacquiao and Mayweather being there, but that was well past its sell-by date, but he's probably right, to be honest. Yeah, I just think, I hope it will entertain. I hope it will live up to all expectations because we've been there so many times where we've wanted to see a fight for so long and it hasn't kind of lived up. But you say about the undisputed fight and it is obviously fantastic that we're doing it. But the great thing about this fight is it wouldn't really matter if there wasn't any belts on the line. Because everyone knows these are the best. Everybody knows that Terence Crawford and Errol Spence rule that division. And finally, whether you've got one belt, whether you've got four belts, whether you've got no belts, whoever wins that fight rules that whole division. Definitely. And I think, well, the thing is about becoming undisputed, um, you can't stay undisputed because all these mandatories start coming in. So you do see a lot of fighters vacating, moving up, giving up belts here, then everywhere. But it's still good to see the number one top dog and. You could argue, a lot of people are arguing that Terence Crawford is a top dog, but then you might get there's some people that say on the other side that Errol Spence is a top dog. And the only way that happens, the only way we find out is just get them in the ring together. And I think boxing needs it. And I touched on it before we, we started this uh, podcast. I said to you that boxing, even though boxing needs these big fights to be made, I think, well, we're into June now, so we're nearly halfway through the year, Joe. Yeah, We've seen some fantastic fights already this year. Great fights this year. We've we've start at the beginning. We've had Liam Smith, Chris Eubank Jr. Great fight. Yard Bertabiev. Great fight. Benavides Plant. Great fight. Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia. Great fight. Haney Loma. Great fight. Taylor Cameron. Great fight. Uh, geez, I can go on and on and on. There's been great fights already. Then we've got the fights coming up. The Spence Crawford one is coming up. Yeah. We've got Fulton Anui out in Japan coming up. Um, and all, obviously we've got uh, Bertabiev and Cam Smith, which I believe is a great fight up at light heavyweight. Now, we're probably, which is a good little segue into this, these heavyweights now. We probably, the, uh, there is probably one fight or two fights in the heavyweight division that we still need to see. But the big news coming out there is Usyk signing with that skill set challenge entertainment out in Saudi Arabia. So that's, uh, hopefully that's a step closer. Yeah, that was a strange one because obviously we've heard a lot, mainly from the Joshua side, about this four-way tournament that starts in, in December about the negotiations and it's going well. We've heard from Eddie Hearn, we've heard from Anthony Joshua and I think Deontay Wilder said it's looking likely, but we know Usyk is fighting Dubois uh, in Poland and we don't really know what's going on with Tyson Fury. So it was very quiet from both of their perspectives when you're looking at Saudi. So it kind of hit us from nowhere and now... Providing Usyk gets through Dubois in Poland, because that's no foregone conclusion. We know Daniel Dubois possesses heavy, heavy power. It looks like we're getting that little step closer. It looks like that probably if Usyk has signed with Skill Challenge, which we now know he has, he's probably there. He's probably confirmed. He's probably a mainstay of this tournament. We don't really need to worry about Usyk's involvement. I think that's all but confirmed now. 
Yeah, like you say, I think a lot of the fighters want, uh, well, the, a lot of the fighters, the four main guys there, Wilder, Joshua, Fury, and Usyk, they, they all spoke about getting a fight in before December, but it's getting that right fight in. Do you know what I mean? Joshua yeah. probably would need another fight just to get that extra fight in with the, his new trainer. Do you know what I mean? Derek James. So, uh, and Fury's made it clear that he wants a fight before December. Wilder said he, I believe that he said he wants to fight before December as well. So, I think as long as he don't slip up in these fights coming up, Dubois, like you said, is he can bang. I mean, it's the heavyweight division. Anything can happen in that division. We've seen it with Ruiz and Joshua all them years ago, three, four years ago. Anything can happen in this heavyweight division. Anything at all. Um, but when that when that skill challenge was sort of like teasing that we've got a big signing coming, do you know who I thought it was? I honestly thought it would have been Wilder. Yeah, so did I. If it would have been any of those four, if you just said, look, one of those four is going to be signed with skill challenge, I would definitely have said Wilder. Um, when I was out in Saudi Arabia for Jake Paul for Tommy Fury, Wilder was out there. It was a known thing. We saw him about, I think he's interested in what's going on out there in Saudi Arabia because people forget Deontay Wilder fought Robert Hellenius in October last year. And what did that guy? I think two rounds. Mm-hmm. But before that was his Fury fight. So this guy is very unactive. He's fought two rounds in however many years. Mm-hmm. So he needs to fight and he needs to fight quick. I know his style kind of suggests that he, where he's so unorthodox and he relies on that big power shot, it's maybe not as needed as much as your Tyson Fury who's getting that ring rust off, constantly moving. But if he wants the big names, he wants the big fights, and it looks like we're getting him and Anthony Joshua in the ring in December, hopefully, I'd like to see him have a fight before. Yeah, and Andy Ruiz, his name's been his name's popped up for Wilder. Uh, i seen that Dillian White made a little post to Joshua saying, let's get yep. it on. Um but as a boxing fan, you're 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 wanting to see these top these top four, the Joshua's, the Wilders, Fury, and Usyk. You want to see them in the ring with each other. I think as a boxing fan, selfish boxing fan, especially from the UK, I want to see Tyson Fury, Joshua. I don't care if they've had losses on the record, if there's no belts on the line. I still want to see that fight. It's a fight that I, I'm 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 desperate to see, and I just hope that if they do get fights in before December, um, they don't slip up. They don't slip mm. up. They I think. Uh, if anyone can get it done, this 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 crazy idea of getting Wilder, Fury, Joshua, Nusik all on the same card. If anyone can get it done, and it seems it will be, and it it can be the, the skill challenge that team. And if if anyone's can, probably lack of a better word is crazy enough to try and pull that off, it seems like the skill challenge entertainment is that is the, the promoter to do so. Crazy enough, I think rich enough as well, because this is going to be a hell of a lot of money involved in this kind of scenario. But here's a question for you then, Andy. Mm -hmm. If we're getting these fights in December, who would you like to see Tyson Fury fight in the meantime? Because we know that if Anthony Joshua does fight someone, it looks like it will be Dillian White. We know Usyk's fighting Dubois. We're not sure what's going on with Deontay Wilder, but we know that Tyson Fury wants a fight in August, September, maybe even July. So, Andrew, who's that name you want for Tyson Fury? And who's realistic? Realistic. Probably Andy Ruiz, uh, because he is top 10. He's a big enough name for even the UK fans to have heard of. Like, But who who else? I know uh, Fury was out in Australia and he was... Toying with the idea, Dempsey McKean and all that, all these cruiserweights out in Australia and fighting them guys. But realistically, what he's fought Chisora, he's fought Dylan White. I, you don't want to see these rematches. Uh, 
think realistically, the only sort of like name out there with Dubois being tied up, Joe Joyce being tied up with uh, Zhang rematch. The only real guy in the top ten that's that's free to fight mm. is Andy Ruiz, really. Um, but again, that's the same name that Wilder's called out, and that it's it's a hard to heavyweight division because even though it, the top guys are the top guys, it's uh, it's not very stacked with names. Do you know what I mean? I mean, Dylan White, he's he's there or thereabouts. Obviously, he's in the top ten, but he's already fought um, Tyson Fury. Is there is there much of a clamor for it? I don't think so. I think him and Joshua makes more sense. The Dylan White Joshua rematch than the Fury Dylan White rematch. Uh, yeah. So for me, I think Andy Ruiz is probably what he's in the top ten. The only real name that makes sense for Fury. Yeah, I think everyone knows Andy Ruiz. I think it was four years this week since he knocked out Anthony Joshua in New York. Another name that does come to mind, I know Eddie Earn put it forward this week, was Philip Hergovic. Mm-hmm. Philip Hergovic seems yeah. like he's been up in the IBF rankings for so, so long and mm-hmm. he hasn't really gotten his opportunity. So I'd like to see Philip Hergovic in a big fight. He had a very close fight with Zhang and we just saw what Zhang done to Joe Joyce. Mm-hmm. And I know we're going to get that Joyce-Zhang rematch, hopefully. And... That's another name, but you are right. Once you take away the big names and the kind of the big four, so to speak, you are sort of find yourself looking for opponents. And when it's so close, when you are in from touching distance away from seeing this kind of crazy thing happen in Saudi, I can understand what why people don't want to get in the ring, kind of because. You don't want to make that slip up because it's not just the big fights that you're slipping away from. It's the big, big, big money. And we know when it comes to Saudi Arabia, it isn't just big money for normal fights. It's unbelievable money. Well, that's it. I don't think... but There's guys like uh, Joseph Parker, but surely won't fight him. Martin Bacoli, he's a good fighter. Does that sell? Does that make sense at this stage for Tyson Fury? I mean, who knows? You mentioned Philip Hergovic, but the one heavyweight that I can't wait, I cannot wait until he gets on the scene and he gets into that top 10 ranking. If he isn't all there already, is the young American, Jared Henderson, Anderson, Jared Anderson. The sooner he gets in the mix, the better, I believe. I think he's one to watch out for. So, I mean, the heavyweight division is... Uh, is good because, like I said, these top four guys that we spoke about, they're in their mid thirties now. So we're needing some young heavyweights to come through and uh, pick up that mm. pick up that rain and and carry it forward. But yeah, listen, it's going to be a a a royal rumble between us at IFL to see who goes to that uh, Saudi Arabia in December. Then imagine imagine that. I think I think I think that's what we should do. I think we should get Coogan, me, Umar, Raza, you, okay, young Oscar. All right, we should get us all in, in a ring, right? Have a Royal Rumble. Whoever's the last man standing gets to go to Saudi. Listen, I think that we're going to need to go over there mob-handed. <laughs> I think we, 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 we are. <laughs> all four fights, if there's t- those two fights happening on the same night with them four fighters, we're going to need to take a few people to Saudi Arabia, I think. Definitely. And I think, I, forget about an undercard, like... What kind of undercard will they have on over there? I think they'll probably will make guys, they will take guys like Martin Bacoli over. I think they'll take guys like, uh, they, they might even take a Jared Anderson. They might even do something like that, take one of these young heavy. I think it'll be heavyweight heavy. I think Joseph Parker would be out there. Um, I don't know who he'll fight, but I think it'll be heavyweight, heavyweight, heavy over there. But maybe a couple of like the Middle Eastern fighters that we saw on the Fury undercards and stuff like that. 
filling it up a little bit, but yeah, I can see it being a, a heavy, heavyweight, heavy undercard. I hope so. I hope so. But uh, it's one of those things you don't really even need an undercard, does it? It's just going to be absolutely massive. I think the obvious one is probably to have Badu Jack on there. Yeah, they're, uh, he's, still he's, challenge he's, world champion. He's, yeah, he's skill set though, isn't he? He's, he's promoted yeah. by the skill set challenge. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he'll probably be on it defending his WC cruiserweight world, world title as well. Um, again, the cruiserweight division is a good division as well. Uh, maybe a unification fight for him. Uh, but it's like I say, it's 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 good, man. I, I, I like. I just as a boxing fan, you're skeptical because we've seen all these negotiations. Like we're, me and you, even though we're in the sport, we're not privy to these contract negotiations. No. We don't really know what's going on. You hear snippets, you read snippets, but you really don't know what's going on. Uh, and then you, when you get to a bit, you're like, oh, it's close to being signed. And then you wake up the next morning, it's off. So as a boxing fan, you're skeptical and you're you're hoping for, uh, you're you're hoping for these fights to be made. And we're hearing good things uh, from Eddie Hearn and all these guys. But yeah, if if people if something if I think if anyone can pull it off, it is uh, the Saudi Arab uh, Saudi Arabians with uh, the skill set challenge entertainment promotion. I think that's. Uh, I think they can pull it off if if they can, and I hope they can. I completely agree. I I, I think I, you don't want to kind of get overexcited because we know that it's not just four fighters; it's four fighters, promoters, managers, teams, everyone. You've got to get so many people on board, lawyers, everything. So people do forget it's not just four men involved. It, it's four men and their teams. It's hundreds of people have got to be happy with this, and then once you sort that out, you've got to get broadcast scenarios all around the world because this is a global event on the biggest, biggest level. So I hope it happens. I want it to happen. I think it can happen because of the Saudis. Yeah, I, 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 agree. I agree. I totally agree. And like I said, you spoke about the contract there. Like There's so much in the contract as well. It's all sort of like, who's walking in second? What colour gloves do you... Uh, are you allowed to wear what color gloves? Uh, what type of gloves? What color shorts? Uh, the size of the ring, twenty foot, twenty four feet. It's, there's loads of little minuscule little things in that contract that has to be signed. Uh, the, the, the T's crossed and the I's dotted and whatnot. So, like I say, at, at the start of this, boxing right now is looking good. I think we've had some great fights. We've got Taylor Lopez, Josh Taylor against Teofimo Lopez next week as well, which we'll probably talk about that fight. And if I can, I'll try and get Josh on. Um, well, he's out in New York on the Sunday, uh, so our first guest on this podcast, which should be should be good. Like I say, for you though, Joe, when you look at the fights we've had this year, just to wrap this up, are you happy with how uh, the year's gone so far? I think it's one where where we're in it, it we just kind of goes by, it goes by, move on to the next mm -hmm. week, move yeah. on to the next week. But when you said we was going to talk about this today, I kind of looked back and I thought, wow, it's been a good year. It's mm -hmm. been a good year because. Where we're in it, I don't know about you, Andrew, but it kind of takes a lot for me to get really excited. I'll enjoy all the fights, but where we see so many fights, if one that really gets me going, and there's been a lot, there's been a lot this year. I speak to a lot of people in and around the boxing world, what we do, and I say, yeah, that one's, I'm excited for that one. I'm excited for that one. And just being at the events, being at the events this year, it seems like there hasn't really been many bad ones like we talked about even last week what a night it was to see lee would become a two-time world champion overcoming lara in a real punch perfect performance in the end i think a lot of it got taken away 
throughout the fight week, the whole weight situation, the whole kind of just thing of becoming a two-weight world champion and overcoming Mauricio Lara. But when you strip it back, it was an excellent boxing performance yeah. from Lee Wood. So I think that needs to be spoken about more. I think that another one that stands out for me that I was at, and it was the first time seeing this man live, was Artur Baturbiev when he fought Anthony Yard. Oh, my God. Mm. I was in awe of Baturbiev. And Anthony Yard done fan fantastic that night. And I can't wait to see the Callum Smith fight. But that was another fantastic one. I know you was at... Um, Eubank Jr. versus Liam Smith. Yep. So, what are the highlights for you, mate? Uh, even this, this, I think it's just the fights being made that we want to see. I think Ryan Garcia Tank Davis was a fight that was three years in the making and we got it. Um, I can remember Devin Haney when I was out in New York in 2019 calling out Lomachenko, saying that he wants to fight Lomachenko. That was been three, four years in the making and we got it. Spence Crawford has been however many years in the making as well. So, I think getting the fights that the fans are wanting to see. And then, obviously, the the, the heavyweight showdown in, in Saudi Arabia, even just the slight talking of somebody pulling that off is good to see and it's good to hear. I think seeing the fights, the highlights for me as a boxing fan is getting the fights, because you know me, Joe, the influencer scene isn't quite my scene. Even though it's entertainment and it's it's a, it's a fun style, I'm an old school. I've been doing this boxing since yeah. I was in the sport since I was 10 years old, ever being a little boxer and then getting into the media side of things as well. So, for me, I'm I'm an old school guy. I understand the influencer side of things. Listen, if any misfits or anyone wants to get me a fight, uh, we'll use the IFL brand. I'll have Joe and Coogan in my corner. I'll fight. I'll fight anyone. Slim, whatever his name is, Slim. Uh, I'm actually calling. I'm, I'm going to use this as a call out video. In fact, Joe, you ready? I'll fight cool. Slim, Anthony Taylor. Uh, who else is decent? Who's Salt Pappy? Them, them three names, right? You're in the game. Are they the top three guys that you think I, I should fight? You you know the influencer seen more than me. Anthony Taylor just beat Salt Pappy in a big upset, really, on that world. Anthony Taylor's good, you know. Anthony, Anthony <laughs> Taylor, he's, he, I think because he's in this scene... Look at, hands, look at the speed, though, Joe. Look at the speed. <laughs> he's ready. He's ready to get in there. Uh, yeah, I think Slim's obviously the Misfits champion. Um, I don't know at what weight. But uh, the weights are different. The weights are different from a uh, traditional oh, yeah. box. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure, speak to Mams Taylor. I'm sure they would like to get you in. Right. Listen, but... listen, Coogan, Coogan would be in my corner as well. I'll even I'll even have Coogan as my coach. That's how confident I am. Uh, I don't think you need a coach, Andy. I don't think you need one. I don't think you'd be listening to him. That's, that's uh, for sure. Exactly. I don't know what Coogan would be saying anyway. I don't know if he, what tactics he would throw up for me. Uh, yeah, that, that took a wee left turn there, but... You mentioned about fights getting you excited. I do want to quickly touch on this. I said that we'll wrap this up, but I don't want to touch on this. You mentioned fights. Does Conor Ben, Chris Eubank Jr. in United Arab Emirates excite you? In Abu Dhabi, I'm hearing, we're hearing again that that looks like it's on the card and it's close. I just want to see kind of Conor get in the ring now. I know we need to see the UCAD scenario play out and hopefully it will play out. We're told that we're getting news at the middle of this month. Mm -hmm. And when... When, if slash when that news does come out, hopefully we get a bit of clarity. But probably, and I know it's crazy to say, but probably the fight's bigger. I know mm. it was meant to happen in October last year. I was around that fight week and obviously it got cancelled during the fight week. That fight's bigger. That fight's on another level now. It's a massive shame, though, if it's not in the UK. I think it's a massive shame. It's it's one of the all-time biggest British 
family rivalries mm-hmm. and key word British. So it has to happen in Britain, but if that's not a possibility and it has to go to Abu Dhabi or somewhere else in the Middle East, I will take it because it's a fight that I want to see now. It's a fight that gets me excited. It's a fight that needs to happen. I think there's real needle there now. Yeah, I think definitely. you could have relied on the family rivals before that. I think it was called born rivals. That's how it was marketed. But now with everything that's gone on between the two, I think take away the family name. I think it's personal between these and it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. because Chris Eubank Jr. can't really afford to lose again. After that Liam Smith fight, he can't really afford to lose again. Conor Ben said he's going to move up to 160. That's crazy. So he's going up 13 pounds. I know, I think originally it was going to be at 156 or something like that. But I think it's clear that Chris Eubank shouldn't go down to that weight. 160 plus for him. Um, Conor Ben, Chris Eubank Jr., Will it happen? Won't it happen? I think I'll wait and see if it finds out. But what do you think, Andrew? Everything you just said, that obviously Conor Ben hasn't got a British license right now. Um, we need to sort that out with the board and the UK stuff that you mentioned there. But I think with the young man, he, he's he he. I I seen him out in uh, a couple of interviews out in uh, Mexico, and he was very very emotional. And I think it's taken its toll on him a little bit now. Uh, but like like you say, we need to see the. The, the, the clear outcome, the evidence and whatnot for the situation. But and we're just specifically talking about Conor Ben and Chris Eubank as a fight. Man, who doesn't love it? Uh, you mentioned that it needs to be in Britain. It does need to be in Britain, but obviously different the circumstances uh, yeah. with Conor Ben, it can't be. So out, uh, Abu Dhabi makes sense. I know Eddie Hearn's promoted out there before and it looked amazing out there. Again, we'll probably have a Royal Rumble to see if you can go out there and cover that one. Um, I'm only saying Royal Rumble because I think I'd win. Do I mean every time yeah, you yeah. <laughs> I think you're at a clear advantage. I think size wise, probably Coogan, but I think little nimble, angry Andy, should we call him, just goes in takes everyone out. Listen, Paul McGregor's got a little bit about him as well. Just watch a bit calm. Calm's got a little bit. I probably missed him in the last uh, naming him in the last Royal Rumble. But Calm Calm's got some size about him as well. I'm sure he'll he he could flip some people over the top rope. So uh, Yeah, I think I could probably get Umar out. Yeah, Umar and Oscar. Umar's gone. Umar and Oscar are gone straight off the bat. That just leaves me, you, Raza, Palm, and Coogan. In fact, well, Raza's quite a big man as well. So yeah, Raza's a unit. Raza's a unit. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be interesting. But yeah, just to kind of close up on this, Eubank Junior Ben. I spoke to Nigel the other day, and Connor just wants the big fights. Mm. Connor's so thirsty to get back in that ring. He called out and... Jaron Ennis, did he not? Did he not call out Jaron Ennis? He'll fight anyone. Virg- even yeah. Virgil Ortiz. He, he, he will genuinely fight anyone. Um, all this talk of potentially a kind of tune-up fight, getting the ring rust off, I don't believe that's going to happen. Mm. I think after all the talk, all the hype around Connor Ben, all the controversy, I think he needs to get in there and mix it with a big name. Because, mm. like it or not, Conor Ben is probably one of the the biggest names in the UK right now. Apart from the heavyweights, probably name me a more well known fighter. Yeah, you're probably. I think it'd be hard to. Yeah, you're probably right. To be honest, there, son, you're definitely right. There's hard to name a bigger name than Conor Ben right now in the UK. Uh, but like you say, the sun is shining, Joe. We spoke for about thirty minutes or so. So shades are on. All right, they're on, they're on son. Uh, yeah. 
The sun is shining. Should we go and enjoy the rest of this uh, beautiful Sunday afternoon? It's my wife's birthday, so I better get actually get a move on and get this cake sorted. So, um, yeah, Joe, pleasure as always, big man. We'll try and get a, a guest on next week. Stay tuned. Hope, fingers yes. crossed we can get somebody like Josh Taylor or somebody on next week and we'll get this podcast rolling because I'm enjoying it. I really am enjoying my time with you, big man. You can talk a good game. You're obviously passionate about the sport and I love it. Certainly, likewise. Everyone, make sure you get onto it at Talk Smart with Pure McCart, available on all streaming platforms and obviously on YouTube. Check out all the content, IFL TV on all your social medias, your Spotify's, everywhere. You can get a bit of Talk Smart with Pure McCart, eight o'clock on a Sunday. No better place to be, Andrew. Exactly, sir. Make sure you check it out. 8 p.m. tonight, it'll be out. Let's go. Joe, until next week, see you later, son. See you later, mate. Right, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network.